Hello everyone and welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco like Chanel. I know it's been about a month, a little over a month. I, like everyone else in the corporate world, had an exceedingly hard Q2. So uh, trying to pay more attention to my day job, but excited to get back into the podcasting verse, obviously starting off with a very salacious and delicious topic. Today, we're going to be talking about food. Obviously, you guys know if you've followed the blog or listened to some of my other podcasts, I really enjoy food. And I had an experience upon moving from Europe to the United States that really changed my relationship with a core part of my diet. And so I wanted to explore that a little bit and discuss my amazing and surprising findings with you all. So I hope you enjoy. You can also read the full article on www.cocolikechanel.com. All right, our topic for today is outdoor vegetarianism. And if you've never heard the term outdoor vegetarianism, I'm not surprised because I made it up just now for the article for this podcast so we can talk about my very odd experience and finding. So, because you've never heard of it, let me tell you what it means. Outdoor vegetarianism means that when I'm outside of my house, I don't eat meat. So, outside of the confines of my own home, I am a vegetarian. Hence, outdoor vegetarianism. What I wanted to talk through today is how I came to live this lifestyle, why I chose to do that, and what my experience has been since then. I know vegetarianism is something that's highly debated, and I'm really not going to get too much into the political or socioeconomic effects of vegetarianism versus being carnivorous, because... That's not part of my experience. I'll get into a little bit about why some of the things had not occurred to me beforehand, but what I really wanted to focus on is my experience with eating out vegetarian, which for some people they might think it's it's, um, difficult, and also how I came to make this decision because I can tell you the German culture is not one of vegetarianism. Growing up in Germany meant that meat and potatoes was a basic foundation for most of my meals. I think that's also true of many in the United States, that middle America, baby boomer generation just loved to fill our plates with meat and potatoes. And I ate it all. I would get sandwiches from gas station of fried schnitzel and down them with absolutely no problem. Granted, most 15-year-olds can eat anything at any time and not have a problem, but there was. And I, I enjoyed meat. I liked the taste of it. I remember when I was in college in Madrid, I would walk home and pass these amazing butcher shops that had full pig's legs with hoof and all hanging in the window. And they would literally take a shaver and shave off the most amazing bits of prosciutto and jambon, just in general, incredible. You also have to understand, which is difficult in in our current setup in America, that Europe still pretty much to this day has a very traditional model for purchasing meat. 
there are actual butcher shops in a lot of places still. Definitely in my small town in Germany and definitely in Madrid where that type of generational storefront is, is a hallmark. I really grew up thinking that meat came in brown paper uh, versus styrofoam and plastic that we see all you know neatly in a row in a supermarket. And I know I've talked about that as one of the big surprises upon moving to the United States. You would ask for a very specific weight or cut and the butcher would return a few minutes later with your package and they would give you pointers on how to prepare the meat to have it taste the most delicious. And usually they or a member of their family was the one that had slaughtered the animal and had, you know, defeathered or, you know, cleaned the animal. And they took a lot of pride in that because again, they, they had this entire backstory of the, the life of the animal. So it was a very big difference coming to the United States and going to buy meat at the grocery store. And if there was a butcher shop counter, a meat counter, uh, it was usually staffed by people who didn't really have a great understanding of what they were talking about. So, and that didn't exist in, in most places, right? It was more of everything was available in a refrigerated section. So right away, I, I noticed just some visual differences with how one would even purchase meat. Then I started eating out and I just didn't feel good at all. I would get sick all the time. And at this point, I was starting to date my now husband. And this was over you know, 10 years ago now. And, you know, we were going on dates and going out in the amazing city of New Orleans, which you guys know how much I love that city and eating out in it. And it was so frustrating every time I would eat out, you know, a few minutes later, 20, 30 minutes later before even leaving the restaurant, my body would literally reject the food and, and I would get sick. I did a lot of self-testing then, trying to figure out what was I allergic to? Was it something I wasn't eating? Was there a spice? Because again, this was New Orleans. Was it was it having a lot of things deep fried? Not that the schnitzel I had wasn't deep fried or the you know French fries I'd eaten for years and years wasn't deep fried or the churros that I had in Madrid wasn't deep fried, but I was grasping for anything that would really correlate to this very intense reaction. This wasn't a... Oh, I'm too full, I ate too much, or I don't really feel good, kind of like after you eat a very heavy meal, right? This was, I have to literally run to the bathroom and hopefully hold my hair back while I do simultaneously. So I was noticing that this was, this was happening most of the time when I ate meat dishes. And I think really the only reason I was able to come to that conclusion is because New Orleans has such amazing fish that I was also eating a lot of shrimp, a lot of sole, a lot of sheep's head, a lot of different types of amazing fish that I had never had before. And I never felt bad after eating the fish, which was strange. So I began as a result of that to make the correlation that meat was what was causing me to react so intensely. The why question was something I couldn't understand. 
I sometimes had very bad reactions to meat and sometimes didn't. When I cooked at home, sometimes I didn't. When I went to friends' houses, sometimes I did. It was a crab shoot. I couldn't figure it out. Chicken seemed to be a particularly high offender, but after a lot of very expensive and painful trial and error, I realized that when I got the ridiculously expensive, free-range, grass-fed, pasture-raised, all of those words that they use to describe it, meat, I didn't have a problem. I didn't feel ill. But most of the time when you're going out to restaurants, unless it's specifically stated on the menu, that's not the case. They're, they're not using that level of meat quality because in the United States, at least, it is not required that they do. Livestock can be raised in, as we've seen, right, extremely intensely, uh, in my opinion, inappropriate standards for any living creature, but definitely for ones that, you know, you're going to consume and, and that are alive. So it was something I hadn't really ever considered. You know, we knew about PETA over in Europe and, you know, everybody had seen kind of the viral YouTube videos that had gone around about the, the chickens being cooped up. And it all seems surprising. It can be very hard to understand not having a more emotional relationship with food. And yes, Europeans take it to another level of heights because of the history and because of the pride that they, they take in their cuisine. But for me, it was, it was shocking that those things are allowed to happen, that there were no laws in place to limit that type of behavior for things that were going to be prepared for human consumption. And for animals in general, although I, I said I was going to try not to get too political about it. So food has a very high level of respect in Europe. And again, they're very large meat eaters, as was I. And it was very surprising, like I said. And that was for all food. So from vegetables to meat. I mean, in Germany, there are celebrations for things like asparagus, where they really celebrate the vegetable and talk about all the different ways to prepare it and how it's grown and the different varieties. And they just take so much dang love and respect into their food. It's taken very seriously. And that is why for me, it was, it was such a shock to see those type of images and to realize that that was a commonplace practice. And after many horrible experiences, consuming even a small portion of meat, uh, in the United States, it became clear that I was going to have to eliminate meat from any meal I had outside of my own kitchen because I knew the quality that I could obtain in my own kitchen and I knew where it was coming from and I could understand which places I could source my meat and not have a reaction. And I grappled a little bit with becoming vegetarian just completely, but I still had a really strong connection to the foods from my childhood, to the things that my mother and grandmother made, to the recipes that I love to consume, from my French roasted chicken, which is on the website, 
to homemade pasta and spaghetti. I just really enjoyed that. And I wasn't ready to, to give up that experience entirely. Although obviously I was going to have to make a change because I couldn't become ill after every meal. So I started and honed outdoor vegetarianism. <laughs> and my journey into this very colorful world began. And I, I will say I'm using the word vegetarianism, but really what I mean is pescatarianism because I do eat fish when I'm out and, and love fish. So small, uh, just asterisks down the bottom. I know a lot of people have very strong opinions about which one of those you are. So pescatarian out, I do eat fish. But it's become an amazing personal experience that changed the way I look at menus. Because previously, I would look for the things that I liked the most and was the most comfortable with or had a craving for, right? That comfort food when you're out, like, you know, hamburgers and steaks and, you know, chicken and whatnot. And it's just something that I really was driven to. And I think it's because it was in your comfort zone. I look at menus very differently now than I did previously when I was just searching for things that sounded like something I'd had before, something that I was comfortable with consuming, or something that was akin to that with a different variation on it, a different sauce, a different makeup. But I was really ignoring a beautiful component of eating, and that is experiencing something new, making memories. So here for you, I have compiled my top five things I've learned from my outdoor vegetarianism and what I've really learned to love about it. Number one, no mystery meat. Okay, I am sure if you have ever been carnivorous, you've had the experience where you've stopped at a big chain sandwich shop and ordered a chicken or turkey something, then not been able to identify what flavor the meat was. This is because this deli meat that they have here in the United States is so overprocessed and injected with sodium that very little of the actual flavor remains, which really makes you ask, what is the point? You usually pay more for meat options and it doesn't do a lot of addition in texture or in flavor. Now, I am someone who really likes texture, so that's very important to me. The crunchiness, the the softness, the, the different layers that they have all working together. And that's why for me, doing a vegetarian sandwich has been so much fun because the crunch and the sauce are the layers of flavor and texture that really pack a better punch and a lot of times more nutritionally beneficial as well. So it's a win-win. Plus, no mystery meat. Two, cooking temperature concerns. With meat, getting the perfect cooking temperature is not only a health concern, but it's a flavor and texture killer, which again, very important to me. Not only that, but we know undercooked poultry can cause intense health problems if consumed. Under or overcooked meat though, it's not a health problem, but it can turn an amazing juicy steak or moist chicken breast into like a rubber cardboard consistency that makes it, in my opinion, inedible and completely ruins the flavor of the food. And then again, what's the point? Vegetables are much more forgiving 
And the taste and the texture don't carry the same health concerns from undercooking. In fact, a lot of times we eat them raw. So for me, that was a great thing to be able to, especially when you're going out to eat and can't really control those things, not have to roll the dice. It's always, uh, always fun to do. Number three, this might be my favorite part of it. The, the colors. Most of us grew up with these shades of brown and white on our plates. Again, going back to that meat and potatoes visual. If we did have some vegetables, it was like a very like overcooked green of some point. I mean, we all have had the experience now as the millennial generation of remembering what Brussels sprouts were like when we were children and why we all hated them so much. And now we literally pay $14 for a small portion of balsamic glazed Brussels sprouts. I mean, if our parents could go back and tell us that, we would never believe it. And It's, again, because we're putting this beautiful vegetable and doing it justice and rocking the flavor of it and creating those textures, the meatiness of Brussels sprouts, the butteriness, the crunchiness of that beautifully crisp uh, leaves with that balsamic glaze that has kind of caramelized. It's just wonderful. And it's something that we definitely didn't have as a vegetable option on our plates when we were growing up. You know, cream corn, (laughs) overcooked broccoli for sure. That was, you know, tasteless and smelled horrible or, you know, boiled something. It wasn't anything anybody wanted. When That's why we would beg our parents not to make us consume them. But little did we know that a rainbow of flavor and color awaited us in this vegetable world. You eat with your eyes first, and I find that the vegetarian options always add such a beautiful rainbow of color. It makes me feel like I'm going to enjoy something because you see it first, you smell it, and then you taste it, and that first part is oh so important. Number four, probably my second favorite uh, color in this one might be tied, but seasonality. We know there's not really a meat season, right? There are fish in different seasons, but most meat is pretty standard year-round, especially you know since a couple thousand years of domestication. <laughs> but you can order a steak in January or in December and pretty much have the exact same meal and experience. But vegetables are still widely seasonal, and restaurants have gone out of their way to try and highlight a seasonal vegetable on their menu. This gives your palate an adventure in every season. It can be different. You're not going to have the same filling in your ravioli or the same type of salad. You know, autumn salads and winter salads and spring salads and summer salads, um, and all the different variations that you can have uh, as that as that highlight of the season in your mouth and. It's very fun for me to do and and to experience. Number five, adaptability. Most fruits and vegetables are made up of a large percentage of water. What this does is gives them a really unique ability to transform into many different flavors. They have such a visceral reaction with spices and sauces. They just transform them. You can eat the same vegetable at myriad restaurants and have completely different flavors represented. And that's because a lot of our vegetables that we have just soak up 
that flavor from the sauce, from those spices, um, because they're mostly water. So any type of cooking is really going to expel that water and they're going to bring in that flavor. And it's amazing. Just having broccoli, you know, that is using balsamic vinegar one night, having it in Thai food one night, having it in Indian food one night, having it with, with butter. It's just totally transformative around the world from, from Italy to India to France. It's incredible. And I love that trip that you're able to take with the same vegetable. So it never gets boring. For me, those five reasons are just the tip of the iceberg. I think the more overall and overarching rationale for me and takeaway for me is that I don't feel bad after my meal's out. And I still really enjoy being able to prepare you know, some meat dishes at home with my husband, who's still a meat and potatoes person and is always going to go to the menu and find the juiciest steak or biggest hamburger and order it and think that, you know, thankfully he's happy and doesn't have any issues with it. But I definitely know how I want to feel and I want to feel good and I want to enjoy my meal and enjoy the time afterwards. And for me, that, that led me down this journey of outdoor vegetarianism. I do think it would be interesting to have people who are generally meat eaters, carnivorous, um, all over, just give this other side of the menu a look because that familiarity that we always go to, our go-to foods, things that we know what they are, a lot of times limit our palate and limit that sense of adventure that we can have by enjoying an incredible meal. It's, It's something that we should look at as an opportunity. And I promise you, even as someone who ate meat every day growing up and was in a culture that celebrated it for sure, I don't really miss it when I go out. I'm not sitting there longing at at the cheeseburger when I have an incredible, you know, autumn salad or stuffed ravioli with butternut squash and toasted pine nuts and crispy Brussels sprouts you know, soaked in a balsamic glaze. I'm really not sad that I didn't get the, you know, chicken Dijon. And to be fair, my chicken's usually better at home anyway. (laughs) Again, for the recipe, you can uh, definitely go to my blog and check out for my roasted chicken. So I hope I left you guys today with an idea of something that might be fun to try And maybe even to have a look at the things that are in your diet and what you notice and how you feel. We want to enjoy ourselves and we want to be able to continue to have fun experiences out with loved ones. Eating out is probably my favorite activity to do in general. And of course, there are times when you break your rules, but as an overarching thing, I know it definitely worked for me. And if there are people out there who are thinking about vegetarianism or pescatarianism, this might be a really great way to try and see how your body feels about it, how your mind feels about it, how you're able to order, and whether or not you think it's something you can adopt. And for me, it's a good balance. I I feel good about the meat that I buy. I feel proud in the way that I prepare it. I feel responsible in the way that I choose very wisely where I purchase it from. My body definitely reacts to it in a positive way. 
And I feel like I've then been able to find a good balance with not consuming meat outside of the home, not getting sick for one, but also having that planetary balance that I'm striving for within everything. So I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. Happy to share any tips, tricks, or my experiences, the good, bad, and the very ugly hold your hair back ones. Um, for all of it, you can always email us at info at CocoLikeChanel.com or you can leave a comment in the blog post on CocoLikeChanel.com about this topic. And we look forward to seeing you next week where we are going to be discussing how to find an amazing travel buddy. We have summer coming up, a lot of travel opportunities. Figure out who you can travel with and why so that you can look amongst your amazing friends and find the best opportunity for everybody to have a great time. No real housewives drama here. That's a guarantee. Thanks again for joining and laissez les bon temps rouler. Everyone have a great day. Mm-hmm.